Y, eh, bueno, Julio, primero, buenos días. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, tú. Hello, good morning. How are you? So, first of all, let me introduce you to Julio Smithers, the CEO of Grupo La Rabesúa. Julio, this is Professor Michael McCarthy from Harvard University, uh, Dr. Tessa Michasek from Harvard University, and Jack Kelly from Forbes. Uh, you know, before we start, like, uh, I'd like to say, Julio, uh, Professor McCarthy, Professor Misiasek, one of the most brilliant faculty minds I know, <laughs> and Jack, an amazing uh, writer, recruiter, and same, you know, Julio, a, a really sharp businessman, a, a person that I really appreciate, like, personally, um, and yeah, that, that's all from my side. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was great. That was a great introduction, Alejandro. You're good at this. Um, <laughs> Well, welcome, Mr. Smithers. I'm glad to have, we're glad to have you on the Happy Work podcast. And um, not sure how much Alejandro may have mentioned, but it's really about how we empower people in the workforce. It's about positivity, making lives better for workers, particularly in this time period where we're dealing with a war for talent, great resignation, people who are feeling overworked, stress, dealing with mental health issues. So. We, we're trying to make a difference and we're glad to have you here and would definitely love to learn more about what you're doing and what you're doing with your companies and your people. And Mike, maybe you could kind of explore a little bit. Sure, let me, I'll get us started. Uh, uh, Julio, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. We're really excited to learn from you uh, as well as our listeners. And our first question is, one, congratulations on winning an award to be one of the best places to work in Mexico. That's an amazing achievement. You have a lot of people working for you, so good for you. But we wanna know, what are you doing differently at your organization that others aren't doing that, that gave you the ability to win that award? What are you doing that's great? First of all, thank you for, for this time. Thank you, Alejandro. Nice meeting you all. And, and, and if you want, I would like to, to have an introduction about what our company do, mm -hmm. so, so we can situate in, in, in what we, we, we are making. Grupo La Rovesua, we are five different companies. We have an inbound warehouse. I don't know if, if, if you know this model, because it is, it is not, if part of the world is different, but here in Mexico, in the airport, we have this, only 17, okay? And all the cargo that arrives to Mexico City by plane has to go inside one of these warehouses. And the cargo can stay between two and 60 days. After 60 days, it passed to the authority. But you have to keep it. So it, it, it's a very it's a very unique model, custom worldwide. So we have one inbound warehouse inside Costco's in the airport. Mm -hmm. The other company we have we we sell seals, security seals, the one that goes in the trucks, okay? mm -hmm. in the in the train, in the trucks. When you travel, they put it in your luggage. Okay, those. We sell plastic, cable, and bolt seals. We also have another company that we are customs broker. And we, we, we have in, in Manzanillo, in Veracruz, and here in the airport. Another company we have is called Ship and Go. We make a, 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 a very work with DHL, so they authorize us to resell the service. We are one of the, one of the only, the, there are very, very few companies that can resell DHL service here in Mexico. I can tell you that here in Mexico, we, we're the only one with a unique DHL trademark. There is mailboxes that can sell multi, okay? But the only, the, the only company that can resell VHL service is our company. For making this company VHL CEO in Mexico have to have the authorization of, of the CEO in Germany, because it's a unique model that we, we, we have it. 
And we also have a transportation company, a small one. And we have another warehouse outside customs for the customers that want to make something to his cargo or they don't have a place to make the inventory. We kept the inventory for them. On, and also we have many, many companies dedicated to e-commerce. So we receive it on customs. We receive it on our workouts in customs. We make the, the, the clearness in customs. We put it in our trucks, seal it with our seal, bring it to our warehouse outside customs. Receive the order, the, the, the orders of the of the of the of the customers of the of our customer and deliver with ship and go. So we are like a logistical logistic integrated company. We can we, we, we can bring anything you want, any part of the world, and deliver to your house or keep your inventory or whatever you need. So we are a logistic company. Mm -hmm. In that kind of company means that you have many different of social employees, you know? Mm -hmm. You have, in each one of these companies have its own general manager. We have a general manager of, of treasury department, human resources and accountability. For each company has its own general manager with his structure. But as you can imagine, for example, in the workhouse, in customs, we have about 300 people working for us. But all levels, people that only take boxes from the plane, work on, on, on the lift, or and we have the cashiers and we have the general manager. So our social distribution is, is different. And I don't know if you have any about this. I think uh, Tessa just had a question to ask you, Julio. Yeah, well, actually, uh, yes, we do have um, some experience. You were just asking if we have experience working with multi-level teams. Is that what you were asking? Yes, I, I, it's, it's, it's because it's, different, it's difficult to make things for all mm -hmm. and that also be happy, you know? So do you have any question about what we do in the organization? I, yeah, I think we're clear on the organization and what we're really interested in learning is you have so many different kinds of people, so many different layers in the organization, and yet you seem to make them all happy. <laughs> we really want to know, how are you doing that? That's amazing. What, how, how do you do it? We have been working many years in this. I can tell you that long time before, probably 15, 17 years ago, it was impossible that you can start work, working for us if you have a tattoo, for example. Crazy. We, we were like discriminating everybody, but, but we understand that the walls move and you have to move with the world. So something very, very important that, that, that you have to have in mind is that making a positive workplace in Mexico is not easy because we are Mexican people, Latin American people, that we have a different chief than Danish people, than American people, than Switzerland people, you know, we are Mexicans. And Mexicans, we think different. We, we, we're very kind of Chinese, you know? We have partners in China and Chinese, I, I learned that Chinese and Mexican things okay. But we are totally different as American people. American people, when they get born, they have respect of everything. They respect the neighborhoods, they respect the things, they respect everything. Unfortunately, Mexican people don't respect nothing. We don't respect the authority, we don't respect law, we don't, you know, because nothing happens. It's sad to say this, but 
I, I want to, 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 to say this because making different things is difficult here. I know many, many companies, I work with HLs, I'm telling you, they have been best place to work for 10 years. But the thing is that they are a German company. They have a model in Germany. They are worldwide. So they just copy the model and bring it to Mexico. Mm -hmm. I'm, not saying, it, it, it's not, I'm not saying that it's better or not or, or, or worse, or it's easier. For me, it's easier because you have like that model working in Germany and you have to put it all around the world the same. For a Mexican company to, to make this, it was difficult. Okay, we started working this thing many years ago. What we do different at this moment? This moment of, of COVID, for example, I'm gonna go in, inside the COVID situation. Last year, we have we couldn't send everybody to home office because as we have people in the workhouses, they have to be working. And customs didn't stop any day. In customs, we work every day of the year, 24 hours because airplanes don't stop, cargo don't stop. And the cargo increased a lot last year, a lot. So we were talking with the people, people was very worried about them, worried about their families. We have some losses, many people lose their parents, but we were, together with them. And when I say together, it's really together. Together, I mean, I went to the workhouse, the general manager of the workhouse was in the workhouse, talking with the people, hugging the people and saying, here I am, what can I do for you? We hired a thanatology during three or four months that we assume talk with our people who have, who wanted to talk with someone who have lost something. Mm. I was in all that zones. You cannot imagine how sad was that. But also you cannot imagine how much this helped our, our teamwork. This helped a lot, really a lot. They feel comfortable. They feel like someone was listening to them, that someone was caring about them. We also try to, 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 to protect them. It, it, most of the people have cars for, for, for going inside, outside. So we move, move the, the schedule of them, trying to get, in, to get after traffic, you know. We make a lot of changes. We make people, for example, we have 300 customs, so we make four different, six different schedules. So you have to work only one week. You go to your house, your house, because you cannot work in your house, right? So you send you, we send you to your house eight days, then come back to work eight days. Mm. And during one year, we were like this. Mm. And I can tell you that last month, the last people was in his house, came back. He was making nothing, but he was about 65 years old. We paid during almost two years, complete salary. Even if you go to your house, you receive your complete salary every month and even a little more so you can face up whatever you want. We, we have people that their parents die and we support them with money to, to, to help them to, to bury their, their parents, okay? So that's why, what we make different during COVID. If that was in the workhouse. In, here in the office, let's say, Chipango and Gamex and all of our companies, all the people, all of them went to their house, mm. home office, as many people in the world. 
But when we, when we finish some of this, the general manager asked me, what are we gonna do? And I told them, ask people, what do you wanna do? I'm not gonna tell what I want. I want people to tell us what they want. If you want to continue making home office for your life, you can continue making home office all your life. But it was something very strange. At the end of the day, 99% of the people decided to come back here to work you know, because they used to work more in their house, in their home. You, 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 some, some people were sending emails nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock in the night. It was like, and I tell them, no, worry, you have to work from nine to six. And if you got kids, make the food, be with your kids. You know, it's like easy, easy, easy. You know, it's, we have to be very, very human. That's what we have made difference between other companies. For, for me, the, the human part is the most important part. I, 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 I always see the human part of the people. And looking at them at that part is everything. You know, it's, 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 it's people feels part of, of the company. People li likes you because really we are we're like with all of them very so close. One, uh, one question I wanted to ask um, because what you're what you're illustrating is is enormous empathy for your workforce, and there's a lot of research that shows that when you demonstrate empathy towards your, your employees, that they really respond in kind and they become more loyal employees and want to work for you. And one of, um, one of the questions I had is right in the US, we're facing a labor shortage in what they're calling the great resignation. Um, and employees are making decisions not to come back <laughs> to, to work. And first of all, I was, I was interested in whether or not you're you're seeing that not just at your company it sounds like you're not seeing it at your company but if you're seeing that within the workforce in in Mexico City or or in Mexico and what impact that is having on the supply chain because in the US the labor shortage is having a huge impact I'm sure as you know uh, on the supply chain in the US so we'd love to get your perspective on that that question exactly your question was about the problem we're having with the supply chain well, I, are you, are you, it sounds like a, you as a company, a lot of your employees came back because they really wanted to continue to work. But in the U.S., we're facing a huge labor shortage. People are not returning to work. And I was curious if in Mexico City or in Mexico, other industries or other businesses are facing that. And does that have an impact on the supply chain the way it is in the U.S.? Oh, yes. Many companies in, in, in here in Mexico are facing that people don't want to come back. Many people. For me, it was really a surprise that all of our people wanted to come back. But I see many companies that are facing problems because people don't want, they are afraid of coming back. They are quitting, they are looking for another job. They don't want to come back to, to, to work. So companies, of course, they are facing problems. We have suppliers. In, 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 in software, in hardware, but you call them, nobody answers you. So, so yes, we do are facing those problems with some suppliers and also some of our customers that they, they are not working, you know? We are trying to, to make dates to, 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 to see our customers, to show new products. No, no. Oh, I'm not working. Oh, no, no, I'm in the house still. I'm not going to be forever. And of course, things are changing. But, but, but I think it's not so good, you know, because at the end of the day, we are facing all problems. Because if you're in your house, you are facing the internet is not working so good. Remember, we, are, we live in Mexico City. So many people works, lives very, very far and they have a very bad internet, probably they don't have an internet. So they use their phone, you know? So yes, many companies are facing problems in the supply chain and we are facing that problems too. 
Mike, I think you, you wanted to ask a question. So what do you think? It's, it's interesting that you have people that want to work for you, but the great resignation is still impacting your organization. What do you think the other organizations could be doing better that could stop people from not wanting to work? What, what changes do you, would you suggest they consider? That I think that they also be more impacted, you know? I, I, I have many, many friends, CEOs of other companies or, or of their own companies. And, and it's strange because, because they treat people as a number. They don't know the name of the people. I, I'm not gonna tell you that I know the name of the 600 people that works in this company. But mm -hmm. I can tell you that all 600 people know me and at least one day per week, I go to the world and ask about the families. And if someone has a problem, I remember that problem. So next week, I will ask you, oh, you told me that your son was the hospital. How is he? Do you need something? Oh, I remember that your daddy was of, of, of the employee. He had a job, or you want me to help him to hire in some place, you know? I think that the most important is to be close to the people. Mm -hmm. And many companies, even if they are best placed to work, I think that people, even if you are best placed to work and you make things more and more and more, they, it, they, they get a point that they, they don't care about what else you are making for them. I don't know if, if I, mm -hmm. you can do whatever you can put, you can give many freedom to the employees, to the teamwork, sooner you will have to pay that bill. Mm -hmm. Being so flexible, people think that being flexible is enough for having people happy. But really is not enough. Here we are very strict in many things. I'm gonna give you an example. Here in the office, it's forbidden to eat even a candy. It's forbidden. If you want to eat a candy, there's a special place where you can go upstairs and eat a candy. It's forbidden to listen to your music, to use earphones, everything is forbidden. But at the same time, people can do many things. We have made a, a uh, we call it not economical rewards, okay? Mm -hmm. Where people earn coins. Your boss is gonna evaluate you and at the end of the month, he will give you more, no more than six coins, okay? Mm -hmm. What can you do with these coins? You can go, we have a very nice roof. Our, our building is, if I make this, I see the airplanes, you know, we have a very, very nice building here. So you can go upstairs, there's a beautiful roof. And we, we have a ping pong table. We have a, a massage seat, you know, mm -hmm. the one that you see in the malls, that you see in the mall, you know? Okay. <laughs> We have one upstairs. We have the snacks. We have a, 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 a football machine. We also have a Xbox. So that's what you do. You can do with your coins. In the workouts, in costumes, we have all that things. And also we have walking machines. We have, I don't know how to say it in English, where you box and you pay and you, it's like. Pera, a punching bag or like a punching bag? Like a punching bag, yes. Yeah. We have a punching bag, a lot of six punching bags. So people can go <laughs> upstairs and help an hour they can be. You know what, maybe we need that in this country. 
because we're all fighting with each other and we're all <laughs> angry all the time. So maybe that's that's one of the things we should put it put in every office everywhere here. Maybe we'll cut down on 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 everybody just getting on each other's throats. But you know, it is it's, it's like a dual company. Yeah. Many things are forbidden. And people agree with that, you know. You cannot come here and, and, and to the company with blue jeans and tennis clothes, no, forbidden. No. No. Yeah. On Friday, yes, you can, not with tennis, not with broken jeans. No, 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 you can't. But people is happy. Uh, now you're making me and Mike feel bad that we're not, and, and Alejandro, we're not wearing our suits. See, I had my jacket here. I, I didn't oh, know. I had my jacket. I'm going to do something. I, I, it's the first time after after COVID that I'm using a tie because I, yeah. I was going to be with you. And I said, okay. I, I, you I know, I had a tie, but my wife was like, you don't need a tie to these things. They're casual. I'm like, all right. Also, mine also told me, why are you going to use a tie? And I said, oh, it's going to be a very important <laughs> with me so they can see me. Yeah. But people is happy with this, you know. They like rules, but they don't, but they like to be free in some in some place. You cannot have a blue hair. Not of course you cannot have your blue hair or red or yellow or oh no, you cannot make those things in here. And people is happy. Our rotation is two percent in year in a year. Wait, I'm sorry. What was two percent? The the rotation of, of our employees. Of people leaving, you mean? People leaving only 2%. That's that's super low. That's really Very low. And I'm going to tell you, probably that 2%, 1% left because they are changing place of living or because they have a disease or they have to take care of, of their wives or boys or something like that. So people is happy. But the secret is to be very human with people. Julio, Tessa wants to ask a question, but before I just want, you're kind of giving the best story for the whole ethos of what we're trying to do with this podcast, because everything you're outlining is taking care of your employees, looking after them, doing right by them. And it shows by doing that, you retain them, they're happy and they're successful. And it's like, right, Tessa, it seems that's Absolutely. kind of make, it's proof of concept, really, that if you treat them people, it's so obvious, it seems like, but a lot of companies here in the US don't do it. If you treat people with respect and dignity and listen to them, and then, and then once you hear them, you put into action, they're happy, right, Tessa? Well, and what I'm also hearing is I think people like to know what the expectations are. And I think sometimes when there's a lot of fluidity with what are the rules, what am I supposed to do? What are the expectations? Oh, you can work from home, but actually your boss doesn't really want you to work from home. They want you to come in. I think when there's that fluidity around what's expected of me as the employee, there's a lot of confusion. And then, you know, again, people get disappointed and so forth. And the other thing I'm really curious about is it seems like the way that you create the culture within your organization is very much aligned with your, your brand as a company, the way that the outside world perceives you as a logistics company. And I'm just really curious to see is, was that always the intention to kind of create a culture within the organization that really reflects who you are as an organization to your customers as well? It was not a, a goal we have a long time ago, really, no. But I can tell you that we start working this with no conscience. It, 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 we start making changes long time ago without knowing what was going to be the result, without, without any goal, without any plan, just making changes. I, I'm going to tell you, for example, when we interview people, when I interview, I, 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 I used to interview all the people that were going to work with us. At this moment, it's, it's, it's impossible, you know. It's, but uh, today, I, I also, sometimes, if they're going to hire someone to the, in the workhouse, and if I have time, he comes to my office, you know. I talk with him, with her. And the first thing, I, the first question I, I ask everybody is to tell me at least 
two personal values, at least. If they don't tell me loyalty or honesty or grateful, I will not hire them. So when you after well, you have to make a lot of tests for, for working here. You know, you have to confidence test, you have to many, 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 many things for working here. But answering your question is, we didn't start this knowing what we're gonna do. But today I can tell you that people are learning from us. I'm really happy because many companies are learning, are learning for us. For example, this rewards, coin rewards, we invented that, you know, no, I, I don't know any company to make that. Probably, you know, many, but I don't know neither one. And we invent that part and we create all these things and we create a, a culture where people respect everything. Something very important, I, I, I start talking about that we're Mexicans. And a benefit of being Mexican also, it's a benefit that you can be very close to the people. In the US, if you ask someone something private, he's gonna demand you. And you have to be very careful. And I think that that's why the culture of many organizations forget about the human part. You know, in DHL, it's forbidden, forbidden that you ask a coworker something about his private life. Mm. If you ask someone, they can make a compliance, people from Germany come, talk to everybody and you can get fired. So people become cold, very cold. They don't care about nothing, you know? It's, it's like, you have to be very careful, you have to be very preventive, you cannot ask nothing. And I can tell you that here in, the, in this company, all the, all the, the, the offices of all the, the, the leaders are always open doors. Here, my company, some days, look like, looks like a public company. The people come, hey, Mr. Nunez, I have a problem. What's the problem? I fight with my wife. I fight with my wife. Why you fight with you? <laughs> oh, I have a problem with my child. What's the problem with the child? Oh, the school. Oh, okay. They come here or they come to the, the office of their, of, of their leaders to talk and, 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 and find a solution. So we all have to be like doctors, psychiatrists, psychiatrists, psychs. Yeah, like okay. we have to be priests. <laughs> but, it, but, it's, but, but it's very nice, you know, because people. You interact everything with, with, you know, a lot of things of people and there's no way people don't love your company. There's no way. Mike, did you, did you want to comment? Uh, yes, Julio, as we finish up the interview, this is fascinating stuff because you're getting into a new area that I, that I'm personally very interested in is looking at culturally what works in different cultures that doesn't work in others because we don't believe that being happy at work is one size fits all and it fits every organization and fits every culture. And I think you've really described it very well that in a German company, asking people about their private life is not a good idea. In a Mexican company, <laughs> it shows that you care and you're interested in people. In an American company, it's somewhere in between. Some people would appreciate it. Other people would say you're, you're being nosy. It gets but, uncomfortable, right? Yeah, Yeah. so I, I love the fact that we're, we're, we are moving into the fact that uh, we live in a global society and what works on this podcast uh, really needs to be looked at through a, a, a filter of culture. And I'm curious, uh, within your culture, are there new initiatives or new ideas 
that you're considering? There's lots of talk about people just being on Zoom or uh, doing the four-day work week. And I'm just curious if there are any new ideas that you've been hearing that you're considering might work at your organization. Anything new that you're thinking about? Well, it's not new, but it, it, it probably is going to sound very repetitive, but we make different things every day. I'm going to give you an example at this moment. Before, before COVID, we make a very, a very, really a very nice annual party. When I tell you a very nice annual party, just imagine the best party you have been ever in that place, the best annual party. As Mexican, we believe that not all of us, okay, and I'm not, please don't, 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 don't misunderstand what I'm going to say, but we think that drinking, join, you know, is if you drink and you're having fun, you know, it's like, so now when I'm going to party, you can drink whatever you want to drink, but you don't drink bad alcohol. You have blue label, you have black label, you have the best tequila, the best rum. The right, wait, best so are we food. invited to this party though? Wait, wait, wait. Yes. This is being now that we're friends that next, wait, the holidays are coming out, come to think of it. <laughs> So, I like tequila. You, now, now, now you will have uh, free visitors from the states in your annual party. <laughs> now I know I was happy at your at your office. This is great. Yeah. Black label, scotch, tequila. I'm moving down there. This is great. Music, dancing. Music. It finishes until four o'clock in the morning. I'm packing. The thing awesome. is, that you have people that finish at four o'clock in the morning have to work. Some of them on Saturday, 7 a.m. And I can tell you that they go to work. But this year, what we make different. As we cannot, we didn't make the annual party last year, and we should not make it this year. Uh, are you just but saying that because you don't want us showing up? Are you really going to have a party and just you don't want us coming? Believe me that in 2022, I will invite you three, <laughs> okay. you four. Believe me. <laughs> You will be our special guest because something very, 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 very good of these parties is that people cannot go with their families, you know? Because if you become your wife, you will be, oh, yes. oh. you will get bored, you know? <laughs> you will not dance, you will not meet, you will not eat, you will leave the party at 11 o'clock. How do you know? Uh, you, you spoke to my wife, didn't you? You know, that's exactly what happens. You know, <laughs> hey, you're driving home. Don't, yeah, you can't drink anything. So, yeah. And this year, we have, we have an internal communications committee, okay? And we send mails to everybody. And we create this year an expectation of what was, what was going to happen. And we announced yesterday, we announced that on, on December, instead of the annual party, we're going to make a five kilometer and three kilometer race. But making this race, you, I, I thought it was very easy. It's very difficult to make the race because you have to hire the judges, you have to hire the, the not the pins, the, the chips yeah. for the time. You have to hire the, a lot of things and very expensive, almost as expensive as, as, the, as the annual party. So we try to innovate. Something very important every month, every month, we have a monthly activity. For example, in Halloween, Okay. We give me one moment. I'm going to show you something. Just give me one moment. <laughs> Too bad that would be fun. Imagine going down there. 
I, I'm a party. party. Sure. I actually I want to talk. go run the race is what I, I want to do. <laughs> I, uh, it's so funny. I hear the race. I'm like, I don't want to race. I'll go you to that really, party. I want to go I've to been party. a race director before. I know what goes into it. It's a lot of yeah. work. So Jack and I can cheer on Tessa as we have our margaritas. Yes. <laughs> we'll have you on. I'll, yes. I'll eat and drink and, and sit down. And yeah, I, I don't mind working out. But <laughs> I'm going to show you something. Every employee, well, we make couples, okay? Two employees. We gave them, we gave them this. But it was not, it was not dressed. It, it was only, only, only with the body, okay? And they have to create something like this. They have to put a dress or whatever they want to do. It was a contest. We have here in here in, 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 in our building, we have 70 of these ones. And you go inside a platform and vote for the ones you like. You decide who's gonna win. And people was very excited making this, you know. They work as a team. And do you know what was the price? The price was only two entrance for the movie with a combo. <laughs> But Julio, can I can I just say that what the theme that I think is really um, emanating from this podcast today with you is just the incredibly humanistic way that you have created this culture, the way that you use empathy to connect with your employees, the way that you uh, do activities that allow them to show different sides of themselves, like being creative or you know, just letting loose or encouraging that kind of team building that's not within the context of the job per se, but it, it, it's creative, it's fun, it's outside of their everyday responsibilities. So I know Jack's going to take us out, but um, I, I just, I have to commend you because I, the main theme I'm hearing is just you're a very human company and you uh, leverage your empathy to, to let your employees be who they are, like their true human selves and, and express themselves the way they need to. Yes. Yeah, Mike, do you have any, any thoughts? I was just saying, uh, uh, Julio, it's, it's really been interesting to meet you because what I, what I love is that uh, just to, uh, to support Tessa as well is that empathy seems to be your theme and it seems to be almost like just one solution, being human, creating a family, which means we're always together. I value you. I see you. You're important. I'm here to have fun with you. I'm here to support you when there's a sad moment. Uh, I'm here to have a party with you. I, I think it's great that you've used one theme and it's put you to the top of the places to work in Mexico. It seems like you're creating a family. And I think that's very nice. Yes. Mike, I, I took that's that's exactly what I was thinking is that you're treating it Julio as a family. Now I don't know if you have a big family yourself or or, or what have, but it it feels that it emanates from you is that you want to take care of people as if they're your kids, your relatives, your nieces, your grandma, your grandpa, and and incorporate them in. And the proof is in the pudding is that you only have a you know two percent who left, and out of the two percent, one percent are kind of you know sick relatives and what have you. And the statistics here, yeah, like 4 million people quit just in August to show you I, I, it's a huge difference, huge difference. And it, and it really seems, and it shows that it works, that when you're empathetic and when you care for your people and you put it and you listen to what they want, they're happy and they come into work. And it's interesting, you gave them a choice to be home and they say, nope, we want to come into the office. Hmm. So it works, it's great. And I got to admit beforehand, because here in the US, Folks who like work on what in the airport, the docks, what have you, they're sometimes these very gruff kind of people. They're not very friendly people. So I was kind of thinking, oh, is this what we're going to get? And then all of a sudden, we, we see what a wonderful, warm person you are. And this was just so awesome that you, you, you know what you're doing and how you're treating your people. That's amazing. I think that's really a great testament to what you're doing. And it seems, I don't, Tessa and Mike, I, it feels like it wasn't even like planned out. Like this is just intuitive. Oh, yeah, no, yeah absolutely. I think that the, you, you, you know your culture and you know the type of organization you wanna run and you've created it. So it's wonderful. I, I hope you can once come and visit us really. 
And as you, you, you say something very, very, very precise, the people who work in workhouse are rough. <laughs> uh, you go inside our workhouse and you yeah. will see kind people, you know? Yeah. You will see all the people working in peace, a lot of peace. There really is, 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 is something we create, like you don't believe when you go to a, one of our workhouses, what you see there, it's, it's like, how, 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 how did you make this, you know? You know, Julio, here in the US, there's so many stories about Amazon workers that they just feel, they just almost, it seems like on a regular day basis, how they say how they're overworked, they're treated like robots, they're not treated like people, and, it shows that you don't have to do that, that you can get better results by treating them nicely and fairly and respectfully. Without doubt, treating people as people. Yeah. Being very empathetic with them, being with them, listening to them, being part of them because they also ask you, how do you feel today, Mr. Smither? Oh, I'm good. Oh, how are your kids? Oh, I'm very good. Thank you very much. Oh, you know, it's. It's, yeah. it's really, really, really fantastic. People feels as a family, really. It's, it's interesting, Julio. We've, we've spoken to Zach Brown and Atma Sattauer, I'm mispronouncing his name, from Formula One Racing. And it's interesting. Both of them said exactly what you were doing, that they would walk the halls, yeah. walk, you know, you, know, sit, you know, speak with the mechanics, ask them how they're doing, how their kid's cricket game is going, you know, how's their daughter? And it seems a common theme, what we're noticing in these meetings, that the successful professionals, the successful executives are not what you think. You know, most people think they're, they're evil bad guys, but it turns out they're very warm, engaging, empathetic people that really take care of their people and are really interested in the lives of their people. And it's, only, it's not only asking them, it's shape their hands, you know? Yeah. I don't care if they are clean or not. Really, I don't care. <laughs> really, because if you go to the workhouse, yeah, yeah. If the hands of the people is not clean. They are working with, with boxes. They are working the port lead. They are, you know, and you want to tell them, I don't know, I don't I can't wait like, till we go down there. Guys, yeah, I can't wait to have a class trip and come down. This would be a blast. <laughs> This is really what what you see is like. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm going to tell you something in June next June because we we planify the activity of every month. So now we have all the activities for for next year. But June is the LGBTT day, okay? Mm -hmm. We're planning that all the people should wear. Uh, T-shirt with a color of the rainbow, yeah. and make a human rainbow. Uh, that's nice. That's sweet. That's what we're going to do for you. That's wonderful. Okay. All right. We include everybody. No, it's just that's wonderful. And respect. The most important is respect everybody. We people don't swim here. Never, never, ever, ever. It's forbidden to swim. You know, it's like. If you want to talk with a with a with a worker with something that makes something here. So before we leave, any last piece of advice or anything that maybe we didn't ask that you'd like to share? Yes, I, I would like to share four things probably. I'm convinced that the CEO should always, always have to be close of the people by conviction, never by obligation, never. It's your conviction to be with your with the people. The CEO should always respect all the levels in the organization, as all the levels should respect you. You know, you can be a friend, you can be, you can be, yes, at the end, respect everybody and everybody respect. No matter the level you have, 
you have to be very respectful with everybody. I think also that the CEO should always be sincere in the communication. If there's a problem in the company, you will, you will talk with your teamwork and tell them we're facing problems. At this time, we are facing problems without, without one of our companies. And you should talk, tell the people how, how you feel, how things are going in the company. So as a team, look for a solution. But you have to be always very sincere with them. I think also that the CEO should, should make that the works, their thoughts, and their acts will be the same. You know, you cannot think something and say another thing, or you cannot say blah, 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 and act like another thing. You have to be always very, very thinking talking and acting should be the same. And also the CEO should always, always look for the economic benefit of the people and the personal benefit of the people, always. Not only the economic, because if you only place the economic, people will worry, you know? And the last thing is that the CEO should always, always, always be in the worst moments, always. No matter what, you have to be with the people in the worst moments they have. Mm -hmm. Probably that will, that will be my, my, my conclusions. I would, um, I would just really quickly say, I if I were to take a word to sum up everything you just said, it's really authenticity. It seems that it's really about being authentic and real and, you know, human with your organization. That's, I feel like what you just described, they are a very authentic leader. And I would say that my word is uh, you're making a family. You have a huge family, like <laughs> 600 of them. That's great. We have 600 kids. 600 children, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, Julio, it's been, a, it's been a pleasure meeting you, and thank you for all the lessons. We can definitely uh, share this with our listeners. Uh, and for the better, I think maybe we should uh, send this podcast to Amazon. to be treated better. <laughs> I, I forgot to tell you something. Many people from us try and, and look for, for some other companies, worldwide companies, VHL or some other, they go. And after no more than three months, what do you think? They come back. They want, they want to come back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They say, we miss what we used to have in here. We have not found it anywhere. Nice. That's yes. great. Well, thank you so much for your time. And if you don't want, maybe what we could do is maybe six months or so later, we could always revisit, God willing, COVID, and we're past that. And then we'll see how everything is going down there. And this way we stay fresh in your mind. So when the party starts, we'll be invited. So, we'll, <laughs> so you won't forget yes. us and we'll keep in touch. Okay. Probably next November, we, we can plan to make a visit okay. here to our, yes, yes. Fantastic. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. So it, it was thank really a pleasure much. meeting you and getting to know you. Thank you, sir. Also my pleasure. Thank you very much. Take thank care. You, Alejandro. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.